one really interesting feature in Swift is how it deals with optional values. So we've already seen how we can declare variables and the type of this variable is an int and it can always be an int. You can never say then x equals nil because that's not an int. And Swift recognizes this and has captured the concept of nil as a compiler feature. So in order for me to be able to store nil under x, we have to specify that as an optional int. That is an int with a question mark followed by uh, following the type. And if we do that, then the initial value of x is going to be nil. And this can represent cases where something doesn't have a value yet, but it will later. And the value is going to be of this given type. So say we're working with a value x, which is an optional integer. And I want to check to see if that value is present. And if so, I want to double it. So I can say if x is not nil, and then I can say uh, y equals var y equals x times 2. Now if I try this, it doesn't work because x is not an int yet. It, x is an optional int, and it doesn't know how to do math on optionals. So if we look at this, it, it says value of optional type int question mark not unwrapped. Did you mean to use bang or question mark? So the idea here is that uh, in order to get at the underlying value of an optional, you have to unwrap it. And this is, uh, you can use the bang, which is the force unwrap operator. And this is a, a, an indication that your program might crash here, right? We're doing a check up here to see if it's not nil. So we know that it's going to have a value inside of this block. And you can see that it does get called and it's 24. Um, there's a shorthand syntax for this. Because uh, every time you see sort of a force unwrap like this, every time you see a trailing bang, uh, that is your indication that you might crash at runtime there. And so Swift has a syntax called optional binding. So what we can do here is say, if let z equals x. And what that's going to do is it's going to create a variable z that is of the underlying type of the optional, that's int. And it's only going to get assigned if x is non-nil. So that's one way of um, capturing that concept. I can work with z inside of this block as if it were just an int because it's it, we know it's never going to be an optional. So say I have another variable, um, xx, which is an optional int. And uh, let's just leave it at nil for now. And we also want to say that this is going to be the value of xx uh, times z. So what we can do here, obviously we can't do this, we can't do math because xx is an optional. And it's currently nil, so if I if I add the force unwrap operator, it's actually going to crash right here. So my program, it would crash at runtime here. You can see the execution was interrupted. And so what I can do here is uh, say, if let zz equals xx, and then replace my xx bang with just zz. And now we get this um, behavior where it's, it passes the first if statement, but it doesn't pass the second if statement, so our line is never called. And if I assign this to a value you can see that it is called. Now, Swift 2 introduces the ability for you to add these onto the same line like this. So I can get rid of that inner pair of braces, and now I can have both of these on the same line. What's really nice about this is if, let's say I, I only have one expression, but I want to make sure that it's non-nil and it's divisible by 2, then I can say z mod 2 equals 0. And uh, instead of using a comma here, I'm going to use a trailing where syntax. And so you can actually use the value here in order to, let's do z times 2. You can use the value here 
um, as if it's already assigned and non-nil. So that's a really, really powerful case uh, for modifying your if statements to make them a little bit more compact and a little bit more expressive. It, what happens when you want to call a method on nil? So int, the if you take, say, an int, which is, uh, say, let n equals 5, and you call methods on it, you can hit n dot. And uh, one easy one is just, say, advance by 5. And that's one way of, like, counting up by 5. And so here we're just calling a method that's defined on the integer type. And what happens if we try to do this on x? Uh, I could say x dot advance by five. Notice how the compiler put in a question mark here. And what's happening here is it's it's going to short circuit short circuit this whole operation following the question mark if x is nil. So notice we get a seventeen there. If I instead uh, never assign x, notice that I get nil from the result of this line. So as an exercise, if we have uh, a variable m and we're assigning the result of this, actually let me use uh, let m equals that one and let me use, let's say, p for that one. So what is the type of m? Well, obviously we're calling advance by on an integer. It's probably an integer. We can hold down option and click on it to see that it is indeed an integer. But what is p? p is either going to be an integer if x is non-nil, or if x is nil, this whole expression is going to return nil. So p, by definition, has to be an optional integer. So you can see how these question marks will coalesce into yielding more optionals. Now, this can make your code a little bit hard to reason about, or rather, a little bit more annoying where you end up having to say stuff like if let p in order to work with a value if indeed x had a value, uh, in which case p then would be a non-optional int because we're using this optional binding syntax. The interesting thing about um, optional method chaining like this is that you can then call another method, advance by, uh, say, advance by 12, and then the same thing is going to happen here. If this thing, let's say this thing could potentially return an optional, uh, then you might have a, a method here, followed by a method there, etc. And if any of the items in the lists are nil, it just short circuits it from there. So if you had, let's say you had some sort of customer and you want to say customer.addresses.first, well, customer might be nil, let's say addresses might be nil, there might be no items in the addresses array, and let's say we want to just get the uh, zip code or something. This is a way for you to get the zip code from a deep structure if any of the items in there would be nil. So this is actually pretty nice if you think about this from... Uh, a traditional language, you would have to do nil checks everywhere inside of if statements in order to figure out if this thing is actually going to give you a value. So in this way, this sort of matches how uh, Objective-C would have worked, where if uh, nil is a no-op, and so there's a little bit of similarity there with optional chaining. But the difference between Swift and Objective-C is if you send a message to nil in Swift, your program is going to crash. And so there's a lot of language features around uh, dealing with optional values and converting them to non-optional values. Now, if indeed you're sure that there's going to be a value there and it happens to be of an optional type, you can use the bang, but you should really avoid this if at all possible. This should be a signal to you that, hey, I could crash at runtime and it's better to use the optional method chaining here uh, in order to more safely call the method. 
So you can't really escape learning about Swift optionals. This is really just scratching the surface of what to expect when you see them. There's obviously a lot more to talk about, especially when we get to uh, talk about classes and properties and initialization. So for now, we'll leave it at this. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again next time.